Welcome to Reflections from WT, the heart and soul of the Texas Panhandle. I'm Randy Ray, and I'm joined today by Dr. Walter Windler, the president of West Texas A&M. And you're joining us on a very special episode. This is episode number 13, which celebrates our one-year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, one year we've been, been doing this. Yeah, and it's been a good year. I, uh, you know, I hear comments from people, mostly positive. As a matter of fact, I've never heard a, com- a negative comment about the podcast. People appreciate the communication. Uh, yeah. It's available. It's on the website. People get notified. They can check it out and listen. And a lot of these programs are interesting to people yeah, on I, the campus. Yeah, I, I appreciate you asking me to do it. I, I really enjoyed it. I was talking to a young man the other day, and he was talking about the podcast. He's kind of a young kid. I'm surprised he listens to podcasts, but he was asking me about the principal at WT. <laughs> and I said, well, he's really the president, but in some ways, you kind of are the principal here, yeah. I guess. Yeah. How, so how are you like a principal, and how are you not? Well, I'm like a principal, in my mind, anyway, uh, at least I would say a good principal, in that my first concern is always about students. Mm -hmm. I want to see students uh, get a chance to uh, meet their aspirations, you know, to to succeed and to have a chance to engage themselves uh, positively. And, uh, you know, if you followed me around on a day-to-day basis, you might say, gosh, how does this work relate to the students? But if it's for me personally, I have to be able to connect the dots back to student development and student right. engagement and the quality of the educational experience. Just uh, this, uh, we just recently finished uh, Buff Branding, you know, as we start the school year. And the fact of the matter is that's all about students and it's fun. The students had a good time. You can tell. Missy, of course, is, uh, is it, it, it joined into that as its leader and it does a great job and she'll talk, I know, probably say a word about that later. But the point is um, I like it because it shows students a fundamental precept about life that you can join something that's larger than you are you don't always have to be about self you can join something that's larger than you are and engage that and get a benefit from it and they were having fun and that's a good benefit i especially like the fact that you know that people were there and they were sober and all that sort Mm -hmm. of thing i mean when i mean sober i mean literally they hadn't been drinking and all that carrying on because if you just walked into the place you might think they had been drinking they get all revved up and it's a lot of fun but i i think that's engaging for students, yeah. you know, yeah. not, not everybody. Some people may say, that's a little bit too much. I'd rather go read Shakespeare in the library. You know, okay, well, that's <laughs> fine. Uh, or I'd rather go, uh, you know, go go play baseball or whatever. But it's, uh, it is a, it's a way to, for people to become part of a community. And in that sense, I think uh, the principal's role and the president's role is, um, is very similar as a kind of a leadership role to right. try and keep that before people. Yeah, so you're dealing with students, but your job is also kind of like a CFO or a CEO, I guess, of a big company. Uh, people don't probably don't realize what a big, I mean, just business that uh, a huge, running a university is. It is a huge business. You know, our budget is, uh, you know, it's uh, shy of $150 million, but it's a lot of money. Uh, our payroll is just shy of $70 million, but for comparison, as an example, uh, CISD has a payroll, which is uh, the Canyon Independent School District, and it's a big district. Uh, has a payroll of about fifty million. Ours is seventy million. I'm not. I'm not. I'm only giving that as a way for people to calibrate yeah. the size of yeah. the organizations, because there's schools all over and teachers and everything. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of investment in that. We have just finished, uh, and soon we'll be publishing uh, an economic impact uh, study, and it's safe for me to say. Uh, that this study um, done by a very reputable firm, a national firm that does university studies and economic impact, $745 million 
per year is the wow. estimated impact of WT. That's a huge impact um, on, on the it community. Is. And it's not just Canyon. It's the whole panhandle. Canyon and Amarillo first, Randall and Potter counties, and then beyond. So it is a, it's a business, but it's a business that is focused on students first. And if we, I am absolutely convinced if we don't put students first, that economic impact of 700 and almost $50 million will go down rather than up. I think if we put students first, our economic impact will increase. And it's yeah, just that I, I agree with you. And speaking of students, it's nice to have them back. It is, Randy. I like it because it puts a cadence in the in yes, the week. Does, yeah. You know, Monday you start class. I just was talking to a, a freshman um, uh, on the second floor of Old Main, and she'd been here from two years. She's from Paradise, Texas, uh, and she, of course, yesterday was her first day of class. And she take a class this morning at, at eight o'clock, and you see how anxious uh, she was over there about seven twenty-five, uh, mm-hmm. ready to go to class. <laughs> and then another fellow showed up, but she was from Paradise, which is about five and a half hours south down by Fort Worth, but. Um, you know, when you see that, you recognize, and you can see it in their eyes. Their eyes are sparkling, even at 7.30 in the morning, at least most of them. And they're excited. They are excited uh, about the, um, the, the, the program and what they're getting to do here. So we are, uh, we're very um, thankful for that rhythm of the students being here. Yeah, I agree. I love the fall for a lot of different reasons, but one of the reasons I love fall is football. And we have a big reason to celebrate football in the yeah. fall. We have a brand-new stadium. Yeah, And we've talked a lot about that, but it's just so exciting. And I, I love the fact that, uh, that we're bringing football back to the campus and just the vibe that it's going to create on game day. It, it's you, you were talking about that atmosphere at Buff Branding earlier. I think it's going to be that atmosphere on game day. I do too. And it's going to be across the campus. It's not going to be just students. It's going to be people that live in Amarillo and the Panhandle. It's just going to, I think it's going to be a, a, a day that really sets the, pan, the entire Panhandle on fire. I agree with you, Randy. Uh, we I don't know what the ticket sales are doing. I know we're we're going along pretty well, and uh, I expect a big crowd. And uh, I keep I'm an architect, so I go over there and look at the stadium. I'm not surprised. I mean, yeah. I had some sense of what it was going to look like. But I, when I get there, yesterday I went over. I took uh, I can't remember who went over now. Oh, John Smithy's uh, chief of staff came to visit the campus, uh, Representative Smithy, yeah. and we uh, we went over and visited the the stadium and they had uh, put the the artificial turf on the slopes in the end zones you know and it's this beautiful green emerald green thing which of course in amarillo uh, in this part of the world any kind of <laughs> dense green like that is pretty rare but yeah. it is dense it reminds me of yankee stadium when i went there with my dad yeah. sit up on the third deck the seats the seats were steep they're steep here and you look down onto that emerald green uh that turf there were of course natural grass back then but you'd look down onto that stuff and you'd think my gosh this is uh talk about paradise texas it's not five hours from here it's down right by four worth it's right mm-hmm. here and that that stadium on the sixth uh, we have the ribbon cutting on the seventh uh the first game against azusa pacific 6 p.m um i would encourage people uh that support wt and the texas panhandle to be out for this because it is going to be a big deal uh on campus first time 60 years 60 years since we took a snap or had a kickoff on the campus. And we'll be having events all day long. All day long and starting on Friday. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, uh, when are we unveiling the White Buffalo? Is that on that's the gonna be, sixth? Yes, that's going to be at the, on the sixth. Yeah, I'm excited about that. And, and we've talked about this too, but that White Buffalo is just special to me. Well, it is. It's neat. And, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they scraped 100 pounds of paint off of that. Wow. That's a lot of paint. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, uh, but it's all been 
somebody said we gave it a manicure. We did. I mean, it's all cleaned <laughs> up. It's, uh, it's. Uh, I guess a buffalo would get a pedicure. I don't know. I'm not much on all that, but whatever it is, they, they, you know, it's, uh, it is going to be, uh, it's going to be pristine. As a matter of fact, this, you know, it's covered. It's got a cover on it, right. they, but it's, uh, they have spotlights on it, and the lights were all on this morning when I drove. But you know, I come to work about six, a little before, and the lights were all on, and I thought, man, this is magnificent. Yeah. And I look in there and see that grass, that turf, and. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Missy Macon, and we're going to talk to her about some of the pillars of leadership here on campus. We'll be back in about 60 seconds. West Texas A&M University is proud to call the Texas Panhandle home, and providing the top 26 counties with opportunity and qualified graduates is an important WT mission. From their first experience on campus to graduation day, the WT experience is a challenging series of steps that will embolden our students to reach their full potential, and then, in turn, go out into the Panhandle and make a difference. Quality education with a big local return is one thing you can find here at WT. For more information about West Texas A&M University, visit our website at WTAMU.com. Welcome back to Reflections from WT, the heart and soul of the Texas Panhandle. This is our 13th episode, and we have a very special guest today. We are talking to Missy Macon. Missy, it's good to have you. Good morning. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. So you and I go back a ways. You do. You were a communications student, and you graduated in 2003 with your undergrad, right? Yes, sir. Over in the old fine arts building. Did you ever have a class with me? Uh, no, I did not. Uh, you got lucky. <laughs> got lucky. Yeah. So you were an advertising uh, PR major, right? Right. And, uh, so how does that apply to what you're doing today? You, you know, it's kind of a funny transition from that to what I'm doing today because you wouldn't kind of see the connection at all. I mean, I did a couple of things. So as soon as I left um, WT, I did some on-air fundraising for KCV TV, which mm-hmm. is a a whole different ball game, um, but it was a lot of fun. Learned a lot of things. Eventually, kind of um, found myself in a, a federal grant actually called Gear Up, and I worked for them for five, six years, I think. Um, and through that, realized that I really liked working with students, and we did some leadership development stuff there. And long story short, I found my way back through a friend who worked here, and she just said they posted this job. I think you'd be interested in it, and I looked at it and thought. Yes, I would absolutely love that. And I have loved every day since. Yeah. And so you are, I don't know, you the leader uh, of, what is it? Pillars of Leadership. Tell well, us about that. I would love to. So um, I'm actually the leadership coordinator in the Office of Student Engagement and Leadership. And so I work with a variety of leadership programs on campus. And as we're kind of, you know, talking about everything that's going on on campus and, and all the different programs, we, you know, wanted to see if we could find a way to connect those dots for students. So we worked on a framework in just our office with the programs that we worked with. And of course, like connected them to CAS standards and to student leadership competencies. Um, And then back to, we started with the five practices of exemplary leadership. And um, we mapped kind of all of the programs that we do in our office to those things. And through that, noticed that we have some very common um, things that kept popping out at us and similarities in programs, um, but nothing connected because you didn't realize that with the language. And so we decided um, that we needed to find something that would connect the dots for students and make sure that they understood that they were gaining these leadership skills in multiple different programs. Um, my supervisor, Kimberly Cornelson, and I went to a conference in last December and Tulane University does something kind of similar to this. And so we thought, you know what, that would be a great idea for our students to actually recognize the skills that they're gaining. Um, And so by doing the framework, we 
identified common themes um, and then tied them back to leadership principles and pillars that we hope will one day soon become like a common leadership language on campus. Yeah. Well, I'm going to talk about those pillars a little bit. And Dr. Winner, I'd like to just chime in too. I'm going to talk about these, what are there, eight, eight. different pillars. I want to talk about these pillars. And I, want, I would like each one of you to just kind of reflect a sentence or two about what you think about that particular pillar. Um, the first one is exemplary character. Do you, how do you feel? Should a leader have good character? Absolutely. I think they should. And I think it starts from the very beginning. They recognize their belief systems and, and the things that they're going to stand for and staying true to those things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think uh, WT is an especially important place to do this because the character of, of the people of the Texas panhandle is mm-hmm. so genuine and so sincere and it's geared towards hard work and personal responsibility. And I just think that is so important. And Missy in those leadership programs reinforces it. I see it in those students. Absolutely. What about a sense of responsibility, Missy? Dr. Winler just mentioned that, and we really are trying to help them um, take ownership of those things, good, bad, and, you know, just make sure that then if it is a, a... Maybe they made a poor choice or something that they take responsibility for that, recover from it, and move on and do better from that. But really owning those things. I couldn't agree more, and I think uh, I think that's why it's so good to be transparent with uh, with students and with the people that we work with. And when you make a mistake, you own it. You own the mistake. If you if you speak inappropriately or if you do something that's you know nonsensical, whatever mm-hmm. it might be, own it, own it, own it, and people like it. Absolutely. And it's a it's a way to draw people closer to you by being human and recognizing errors and also being willing and humble to accept praise when it's due. So, but I think this idea of owning yeah, is I very agree. important. I also think that a good leader knows how to pull together a good team and a good leader knows how to be collaborative and have mm-hmm. good relationships within that team. Mm-hmm. So y'all speak to talk, talk about teamwork. We do teamwork in every aspect. You know, all day long at work, you are working with teams and groups. And so if we aren't instilling those good, um, ideas and thoughts in students right now about how, how do you be a good team member and how do you work effectively with a team, um, to move the goal forward and things like that, then we aren't doing a very good job. I don't think of educating them. And so helping them realize the good things that they can do by working with a team and that they'll go so much further with a team than they will by themselves. Um, I think is an important place to start here to be T. Yeah, I agree. Yesterday we had a meeting with the planning group, which is a pretty good sized group. There's about 40 people in it that are getting ready for the first home football game in 60 years. And right now there's, um, there's a lot of um, a- anticipation and so on about this first game. And a lot of, uh, uh, there's nerves, you know, people are worried, you know, mm-hmm. how's the traffic going to flow uh, You know, how are we going to make sure people get where they need to go? How is the food service going to work? And one thing after the other. And there was a time uh, when there was some tension in the air, but everybody soon remembered that we're working on this as a team. We have a common goal, which is to have a great game day experience for West Texas A&M University. And then they submitted themselves to the team, mm-hmm. which I think is very important. Mm-hmm. What about professional competence? Tell us what that means. We, we really want them to know, like, you're gaining these skills and what's appropriate behavior, um, both in the classroom, outside of the classroom, in the workplace, and, and what that looks like and how it can help, you know, understanding the skills that you're, you know, 
you're gaining and, and that will help you be more, more marketable, but then also following the, you know, proper chain of command that you, you know, maybe just don't go straight to Dr. Lindler when you have a problem, right? Like there's right. people that you can talk to in the middle of it that might can solve your problem or, or, you know, kind of help you through whatever situation that you're facing and help do them, uh, help them do that in, um, a, a responsible way and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dr. Wendler, when you hire someone, uh, you've got to think about professional competence. Oh, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, that's, I, would, I would say that's all we think about, but it's not <laughs> all we think about. We also want to think about relational skills and being able to be a member of a team and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Um, but uh, being able to do the job that you're asked to do is exceedingly important. I have seen uh, in my long tenure since 1975 of being at universities the biggest mistakes that are made are putting people that don't yet have the competence to be uh, in the job that they're mm-hmm. in. And it's not their fault. I mean, they just haven't had the experience or the training. And uh, that's leadership's responsibility mm-hmm. to make sure that the person's abilities and what's expected of them fit together. Right. Uh, because if you don't, uh, it's, a, it's a challenge. And I think, too, with that, you know, students helping them understand that you can't, you know, there's a process to gaining that competence, too. Mm -hmm. And you have to gain those skills by experience. And so you might, you know, when they leave us, they may not have, you know, be the one at the top of the food chain immediately. But they have to work to that and and helping them understand that that's a good thing so that then they don't get themselves in a situation that they aren't comfortable with. What's that thing when people rise to the level of their competency? Peter Principle? Yeah. Yeah, they get to the Peter Principle says that they get to a level where they're you know they keep rising until they get to a place where they're incompetent yeah that's not a very uh, it's not a very uh, uh, kind of upbeat thing to talk about but it has some truth mm-hmm. to it yeah there is some mm-hmm. truth to it I strengths in action is another pillar and I, I, I this one really uh, struck out struck to me uh, because it talks about knowing one's own strength and uh, I, I've had to learn my own strengths and my own weaknesses too and um Tell, tell me what your strength is and talk about that a little bit. So it's funny thing that I have my strength shirt on today. Um, and, we, you know, as a, a strengths-based campus, um, we help students identify and recognize the strengths, the things that they're most good at, those talents that they naturally have and develop into skills. Um, and so positivity is my number one strength. And I think I use that a lot every day, just encouraging students, um, seeing the good side and seeing, okay, it's not the end of the road. How can we get past mm-hmm. this? And really maintaining a positive attitude. Um, and I think that as we help students identify those and they understand more about them and they become more comfortable with them, then they understand how they can be a better teammate, how they can be a better roommate, how they can be a better coworker when they understand themselves and then also understand others and their strengths and say, how can I compliment you? Or what's the strength that you bring to the table that I don't have? And recognizing that that's not necessarily a bad thing, but make sure that your team was well-rounded and that you can have, uh, you can lean on somebody else in a time that you don't have that strength necessarily. Yeah, I think that those are all good points. My my strength, I think, is um, ideas, ideation, or something. It's kind of an odd word, but I I do I generate ideas. Uh, it seems to me easily. I sit in my rocking chair and I think about things, and ideas come to me. I you know I wish I wish every once in a while I could stop it. I mean, it's it's almost like a disease uh, because you don't get one thing finished and you're thinking about something else. But 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 I I actually think that helps a team because there's a fresh flow of things that think about uh and at times it can be overpowering but but 
one, I think, of the greatest strengths is to learn while you work. And I think that's very important. That's what's important, I think, about transparency and admitting mistakes and everything. Um, you know, Randy, you said you, you've had to learn your strengths. And I know you, you're continuing to learn your strengths. You're not finished. You're not a finished work yet. Uh, you're being... Uh, in my language, you're being perfected. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it takes time and there's a process there. And some of mine look at me and say, oh, he's an old man. He's got all everything figured out. I've got very little figured out. Uh, but you, when you recognize that and keep working to um, make progress towards a high aspiration, I think that's a great thing. And that can be a powerful strength, I think, to yeah. learn. Two things about what, what you said. One is you talked about people's different strengths, and I think that diversity all kinds of diversity makes us a stronger unit, stronger mm -hmm. team. So I believe in, in diversity. And Dr. Winley, you talked about that idea thing. When I teach my management class, we look at uh, all these different uh, characteristics of a leader. And one thing always sticks out more than anything else, and that's vision. And mm -hmm. I, I think you have vision. Mm -hmm. And, and I, you have a vision for WT, and that's what WT125 is all about. So I, I think that's a big, strong thing that uh, we need to look for in leaders, and we need to develop mm -hmm. in our leaders. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Another, uh, another pillar is cultural humility. I think this one really speaks to the fact that our campus is becoming more diverse and the workplace and anywhere, even, you know, in the Texas panhandle, everything is becoming more diverse and really understanding, valuing um, others' identities and um, perspectives and opinions and having, um, be able to have some civil discourse with them and understand where they're coming mm -hmm. from. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily that you have to agree with them or, you know, or disagree with them, but understanding being willing to listen and being open-minded about some things and being able to have a conversation mm -hmm. can get you a long way. I would agree. And sometimes that's difficult for me. Uh, you know, I have my ideas and I feel strongly about them and so on and so forth. But, but in the end, uh, having an open mind and, yeah. and, and an open heart, mm -hmm. I think is the exactly. most important thing. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, I think sometimes people will confuse a strongly held belief with a, uh, you know, with a predisposition or some other kind of something, you know. And I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's the case as long as your heart is open to listen to people and hear where they are. It doesn't mean you have to give up or sacrifice the things that you think are important. So mm -hmm. it is important. And I think um, uh, Missy is spot on. The fact of the matter is our, our culture is changing. Our university is 25% Hispanic. Mm -hmm. which reflects the population mm -hmm. of the Texas Panhandle. It's 5% um, African-American. Uh, these are student populations. Our staff, faculty and staff populations are not as diverse as our student populations. But in terms of Hispanics and, and uh, African-Americans, we represent the population of the Panhandle. And that's one very obvious kind of uh, distinguishing characteristics, but personal beliefs and religious beliefs and other things that, uh, that uh, identify, that we identify, with are also constantly changing and developing and uh, you know we need both open minds and open hearts I think we talked about hearts uh, another pillar is a heart for service yep well, earlier you were mentioning how, you know, the people of the Panhandle are genuine and hardworking. And I think I see in the Panhandle people that are just willing to help with whatever, drop whatever they're doing. I was actually visiting with a lady from Dalhart yesterday and her business had um, like somehow caught on fire and the whole thing was gone. And she said, everybody in that community just really pitched in. One of the banks said, hey, come use some of our office space, whatever you need. And everybody's just willing to give what they have to help them. And I think um, WT is like that also and when we instill that 
principal and that mindset in students early on, they realize how good it feels to give back um, and what a difference it can make. So at Buff Braining, like we were talking about earlier, we did a huge service project with over 500 people um, and we packed 50,000 meals for the High Plains Food Bank. And watching the students really enjoy that moment is probably one of my favorite parts of Buff Braining because they they get to see the physical impact and how much food we packed in, I mean, an hour and a half, I think, um, and, and loaded onto the truck and then see the impact that it can have in our community and instilling that early, I think is important. And I think the university does a good job of that as well. Well, I do too. And the only reason we can do a good job is, as you just pointed out, Missy, it comes from the community. It comes from the culture up here. I think it's trying to battle the, you know, these these high plains, the Texas Panhandle, trying to battle the weather. You know, people have tried to scratch out a, a living out of the ground up here. It's mm-hmm. tough. Or trying to get oil out of the ground or water out of the ground or go get cotton to grow or feed cattle uh, or cows up here. You know, now dairy is growing up, all these things. These, everything is a challenge. Nothing is easy. And almost everything we do, it would be easier somewhere else. And mm-hmm. it, it creates in people, I think, a sense of uh, purpose and shared responsibility and service. Yeah, I agree. Last one, transformational growth. This is probably my favorite one. And I think because I get to see students from, you know, the beginning of their journey just because of where I am um, to the end and watching them really recognize those skills in themselves and see the potential that they had, that that came to fruition and they did the hard things um, in all areas is so important for me. And it really kind of gives me that um, fire inside to, to keep going and moving because I feel like with this one, you see the difference and when they can recognize that difference in themselves is so exciting to see. It's just like they have a light in their eyes and they're like, Oh my gosh, I did all of these things. And so, um, developer is also one of my strengths to, to see this in students is one of my favorite things. Yeah, it, it, you talk about the ability to embrace challenges, take risk, and perseverance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that makes a, a big leader. Um, well, we always end our podcast, Missy, with what, what I call throwing you guys a curveball. Okay, you ready? <laughs> sure. <laughs> this one's kind of weird. Uh, they're, they're all kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> I would like you two to tell me what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten. Silence. Huh. <laughs> um, you need to think about it for a minute. I will tell why you guys think about it. When mm-hmm. I when I thought about this question, the first thing that came to my mind was I grew up in a Baptist church, mm-hmm. and we had a lot of socials mm-hmm. and those uh, after church socials. I've eaten some weird stuff there, and I didn't. I still don't know what, they <laughs> don't know what it is. <laughs> that might explain a lot of things, right? <laughs> I'll tell you the weirdest thing I've ever eaten. It's not that weird, but it was weird to me because I'd never had it before. Um, was uh, chicken livers. I've never, I'd never eaten those before. Mm-hmm. And I've ate, <laughs> eaten them one time. The first time I had them and the last, last time, time I had them. But mm-hmm. um, I, uh, I tend to like, uh, I call it kid food. I like hamburgers, hot dogs, pizza. I could eat that stuff, french fries. I could <laughs> eat that stuff every day, every day. <laughs> If it's on a bun, I want it. Uh, you know, I, well, I, Dr. Winler, I know you believe in studying abroad, and when you've been in other countries, I'm sure you've had some oh, weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I was in the Blue Moon um, um, uh, Tampora House in uh, Tokyo, and it was, it's a famous Tampora House, and they bring in these uh, fresh critters. 
and they have these big vats of uh, boiling uh, mm-hmm. oil, and they throw the, they hold the critters up so you can see they're still alive to attest to their freshness, and then they throw them in this vat, and they get cooked to death. Mm-hmm. But it's just as fresh mm-hmm. as you can as you can get. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've eaten some weird stuff in uh, in, uh, in in Vietnam, in, uh, in Taiwan, in China, uh, in Japan, um, but. Most of it has to do with critters. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I yeah. went to the doctor mm-hmm. one time. I know we're running out of time, but I'm going to tell a story. I went to the doctor one time. I had a sinus infection, and I was getting ready to go to uh, to uh, Hanoi. And uh, I said, man, I said, I'm worried about being sick, Brian. He said, well, I'm going to give you this z pack. You can take this medicine. Right. That'll take care of that part of it. I said, you got any other advice? He said, yeah. He said, don't eat anything that looks like fishing bait. <laughs> <laughs> don't eat the bait. Yeah. 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 Anyway. I did have some students one time bring me some, speaking of critters being cooked in oil, grasshoppers in in from you know mm-hmm. now were they crunchy uh, well, were they crunchy I, I mean i couldn't even like they brought them to me and really really wanted them me to eat them and i just couldn't do it <laughs> they were kind of disappointed in me but i'm not quite that tough i don't think no. <laughs> well we are a little bit over but that's okay we've had a good conversation today thank you for joining us for reflections from wt the heart and soul of the texas panhandle be sure and be sure and join us again next time for episode number 14 We'll see you then.